This is Just Talk With Sam Podcast, y'all. Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Just put your name on it. If you don't talk about it, be about it. I don't know this till like right now. Seriously. You on iTunes, Joe. But it's obvious if y'all just listen, we, we never write this out. What's up, what's up, it's your man Sam, host of Just Talk With Sam Podcast, Just Talk With Sam Podcast, man, we got a great one for you guys today, legendary blues artist, Larry McRae, stops by the podcast, he has a brand new album out, it's called Blues Without You, it has been highly critically acclaimed, it is, uh, from Blues Rock Review, said, this is a quote, damn near perfect blues album, and quote, the record of a lifetime and the best project of his career. End quote. I'm not going to lie to you. This album was fire. It's a great break from the Christmas music. And sometimes you just want to sit down, listen to the blues in your warm house. You're feeling great. And this is, I know it's weird. I'm hearing about some of the worst things ever in the blues. And I feel great for doing it. I mean, Larry McRae has been doing this for over 40 years. Grew up in Arkansas uh, by way, uh, grew up, uh, excuse me, born in Arkansas, grew up here in uh, Michigan, uh, near Saginaw. Um, he has dealt with adversity, let's just put it like that, uh, whether that be overcoming cancer, divorce, career setbacks, had to um, raise a son all by himself while his ex was sentenced to prison for fraud. His 30-year manager just died in a car accident. It is it is tough, and he explores all of these issues through music, through this album. And it's produced by Joe Bazamada. Uh, Joe Mon- ah, if I could talk today, that'd be great. Produced by Joe Bonamaza, Warren Hayes, um, and Joe Smith. And it, it's just great. So... I want to get into this album. I want to talk to him. Um, as always, we do have a video compartment on our YouTube channel. And speaking of everything related to the podcast, you can always go to samshownation.com. Your home for everything related to the Just Talk With Sam podcast. Um, right there on the homepage and current promotions page, there is a donate button. Guys, we've been doing this close to 14 years. And you guys have been helping along the way. This is the season for giving. Whenever you get a chance. If you want to, whatever makes you feel like a good person, hit that donate button and just give. 
Every single solitary cent goes back into the podcast to make it a bigger, better, greater podcast. And we put it right back into our work to keep it free, funny, free. So please um, give whatever makes you feel like a good person. But maybe you want a little Christmas gifts. You want something in your stocking. You want a little return on your investment. You can always go to samshownation.com. And you can go to the store link. You can get all your Just Talk With Sam swag there. Whether that be t-shirts, hats, uh, coffee mugs. Well, no. Wait. We're out of coffee mugs. We, um, but we do got stickers. And they're all right there. Please check us out. Um, whatever you need to show the world that, hey, Just Talk With Sam is one of my favorite podcasts. And that's why I like it. You show off your love with um, some of the items from the store link. Speaking of the podcast itself, you can always go to samshownation.com and you hit the podcast link and you list all your favorite podcasts right then and there. Also, speaking of with the podcast, uh, we are everywhere podcasts can be found, whether that be Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, iHeartRadio, um, uh, Amazon, uh, Apple, uh, CastBox, um, Pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. Put Just Talk With Sam, No G and Talking. Just Talk With Sam, No G and Talking. Look it up. Enjoy the podcast wherever podcasts can be found. We got a few sponsors this week. And first one, full flavor, always juicy beef roast, magnificent effortless turkey. AllTripleToNation.com. Click the Omaha Steaks link and make a good dinner. Go ahead. It's the holidays tomorrow. Those M&Ms. You can put them in whatever color palette you want. You can have special themes, whether it be sports games and some of the hottest concert events. And I think monitor ticket prices to ensure that their prices are lower than their main competition. So go to samshownation.com and hit up Ticket Squeeze. Go to a game. Go to a show. Squeeze the life out of enjoyment with Ticket Squeeze. Next sponsor, good folks at Paramount Plus. Better hurry up and do this because Paramount Plus has when you sign up, you get 50% off one year subscription. Now you can watch a mountain of entertainment, including live sports, blockbuster movies, and original thrilling series for less. Don't miss the limited time offer via samshownation.com. Sign up today and get 50% off a year subscription to Paramount Plus. Try it for free. The promo code is WINTER50, all one word. So, WINTER50. At checkout, Paramount Plus is a mountain of entertainment. And lastly, certainly not least, the good folks at Target. You want the hot deals on top gifts? There's still time to get all things holiday at Target. You can find the perfect gift, decorations, and anything else you would need for those stocking stuffers or the big gifts for those loved ones. And if you really care about some people, you may want to get the Blues album, Blues Without You. Be a target by Larry McRae. It's a great stocking stuffer, and I'm sure the music fan of your life would appreciate it. So, please, hurry up. The holiday season is upon us, and you need to get everything you need. And you can go to your friendly neighborhood target via samshownation.com. Well, that's enough of me right now. What I want to do, I am going to play a cut from Blues Without You from Larry McRae before I jump into this interview. You know what? I'm going to start off with Arkansas. Great song, and then after that, we'll jump to this interview. See you in a few.
fucking soul. Congratulations on Blues Without You. 
I love that album. And Thank I know this, around this time of year is all Christmas music and you got to do all the stuff, but you have right. been a welcome break from Mariah Carey and all that Christmas music. I listened to this album on repeat. Got to be over four or five times today, just getting ready for this interview. Well, I tell you what, it makes me feel good, man, because, you know, I've been out here a long time. I've been trying for a long time. And um, sometimes when you out there so long and try to, to, to make some kind of impact and can't do it, it's very discouraging. And I had got to the point of where it, it didn't even matter to, more, to me anymore if I continued. But then, you know, all of a sudden when you think it's all over, you know, uh, a nice break came and, you know, good things are starting to happen. So it's it's a revival for me, a resurgence, you know? I love it because one of the things I was reading about, this is your first album in seven years. And yep. within that, do you consider this, knowing what you've been through, a comeback album? Because... Oh, for sure, for sure. Really? I mean, it's, it's been seven years for that. But I think it's been about... 25 years as an independent. You know, I when I first started, when I first started my career, I started with a point blank version and everything was off to a good start. But, you know, I was very green at the time and have always seemed like have had bad management choices and, you know, got involved with the wrong people thinking that I'm doing a good thing. And, you know, when you make bad choices, it takes a long time to recover sometimes. Well, speaking of those choices, I love a lot of the choices that you did, especially on this record, because it, even though it does have this soulful blues in it, there are different elements that's in this album, whether it be country, rock, punk. I love the horns that you added in, or um, we take a song like um, um, horn, uh, excuse me, Arkansas with the horns, or down to the bottom with the violins. These were expertly produced like to a point where it's just like it's the little things you know right right the little things that make a big difference and I have to uh, credit a lot of that to uh, Joe Bonamassa and Josh Smith as producers because you know they, they I've, I've worked with uh, some decent producers in my life but you know it's nothing like working with one that that's a player also because they can not only tell you what they want you to try or which direction they're pushing you toward, but they can show you by picking up the instrument and, and, and give you an example of what would fit well. And that, that carries a little bit more distance and impact. Now, Joe Bonamaza, um and Josh Smith, those ain't no slouches. How did that connection even happen? Man, well, I'm an old son of a gun and I've been doing them since they were kids. <laughs> I, right. I, I met Joe Smith when he was about 14, 13, 14 years old, and then come on later on. And I I knew about Joe, and I had seen Joe play when he was a youngster like that too. But I didn't meet him till he was in his early 20s. I think Joe told me he was 21 or 22 when we met the first time. Okay. So, you know, it's 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 been some years, you know. It's, it's a lot of um, young, successful people that are out there doing it in their careers and at the time when they get got started, a lot of them, believe it or not, open shows for me. I mean, that, that was in the early days, you know what I'm saying? How it works. 
Get that? That's that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. If, I'm glad you kind of brought this up with the old days because I want to compare the old stuff to um, what I just heard on this record. It's like in the old time, and I'm just using you personally. A lot of uh-huh. your guitar work was emphasized, but this time it was a lot of your vocals. What made that change where you became a little bit more emphasized on the vocals instead of your natural talents of guitar? Well, you know, in my whole career, I've always had um, people telling me what I should do in terms of what they envision and the potential that they maybe saw in me as an artist. So I never really went for um, for what I knew or for what I believed in. But I think this record here is more indicative of my style and reflects more upon my background and where I come from and things of this nature, you know. So I've always had a variety of influences. I've always wanted to be a blues man, but a blues man and beyond with the fact that it's not just pure blues. It's blues with a little rock, a little reggae, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little soul, you know, a little R&B. And together... I think it comes together to give you uh, a, a, a picture of what um, more modern blues men are shooting for. You know, each generation take it to a different level. I was a production. Uh, my generation come from the influences of B.B. King, Albert King, Albert Collins, and so okay. forth, Luther Allison. And, and now, you know, people younger than me will be influenced by people of my style and my genre. Joe B. and Josh Smith, that's another generation down. They will influence the generation before them. You know, and it keeps it keeps passing on down. And I think that's what uh reinforces the music and what keeps taking it to a higher level. Um one thing I want to talk about now, I mean, especially with the music. The music is just great. But I want to talk a little bit about the writing process, mainly because as a blues man, uh, you lit up a little bit. So something happened. Um, when you're writing, a lot of, and, and it's kind of cheating with blues um, musicians because a lot of your stuff that you're writing about is very cut and dry. Very, it, it's your life. You're you're writing about things that happen. Right. But this one, even though it's been seven years and a lot of crazy stuff happened. In that seven years, you really hear it. You really did. You need to really. And I, I want to take a song like "Blues Without You," which the the title track, and it was about Paul. Um, for those who don't know the story, I, I hope I'm not treading lightly. He's been no, in, no, no, no. Uh, it, it, he's he was he was your running buddy. He was your boy. He was your manager for over. You knew him for over thirty years, and he passed. Yeah. yeah. A song like that, and you could kind of hear it in the recording. You didn't have to do too much writing or a creative license or something like that. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? Because, I mean, if you listen to the song, it's kind of right there. Right. Well, you know, Paul Cook and I, like you said, um, we ran together for about 30-some years. About, I think, 33, 34 years. And, um... His um his passing came one night after a gig. You know, we I live in Michigan. I live in Bay City, Michigan. We drove out to the Thumb out to Ubley, Michigan. And we had a gig out at Angelina's and had one of the best nights that we had had in 20 years. I mean, 
everything fell into place. I reunited with some people that we had worked for years before. We were working for them again. We got together with the club owner and the family. We reminisced. We talked about old days. It couldn't have been a more perfect night. And uh, me and one of my fishing buddies, Jimmy Jabara, he's a keyboard player and a writer and a musician. Uh, we got together and we rode out to the gig out there. So that night was the first night that he had met Paul. And Paul was one of them kind of guys that had a reputation that preceded him. So he had heard about Paul, Paul Cook, this and that and other. And they only got a chance to meet briefly for about a couple of hours and the cat passed away. So he was with me. And um, when we stopped by, you know, Paul and I lived only a couple, about three miles apart from each other. So I had to go the same route home that he took when he had his accident. So we drove right past the accident after his passing and saw the police, saw the car, saw the whole situation and went home. So Jimmy knew what it meant to me and he stayed with me that night. And uh, he stayed with me on into the afternoon the next day and went home. And when he come back, he had written those words. And when he showed me those words, man, the song kind of just wrote itself and fell into place. You know, it was such a a real thing. And it was about, you know, I, I still, um, when I pass that place now, when I pass that house, I can't help but look and wonder and think about him. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's still um kind of like a scarred memory for me. But, you know, I just hope um, that in somewhere that, you know, he at least know that things are okay and that we, I feel like that this is something that I accept for him and all the other people involved with me that no longer participate or no longer can participate either because of death or because of health reasons. And, I mean, and you're right, because you can feel it. When you when you hear that song on the record, you feel that, um, for lack of a better term, it ain't fake. That that no. That's real emotion that's coming out, you know? Yes, sir. And, um, and when you lose somebody, I, I've lost some people, we, we all have, and that is the best way to put it in words. When... And I'm kind of going to jump off this topic was like we said, I sing the blues without you. I sing the blues about you. You're, you're projecting. That's your own hurt. It's, it's, it's all right. I, I, I encourage anyone under the sound of my voice right now. If you don't, please check that out. If you don't listen to nothing else on that album, check that one out. It's a title track for a reason. But one of the songs that I, I love, um, I guess it would be like a slight number two. Is breaking news because the word the wordplay you do with that it's it's a non political political song that makes sense. You're not taking <laughs> a side, but you are bringing up some stuff that's happening right now. Making making it, it aware, putting it out there for people to opinionize on. Oh, I mean it's right there. And when you talk about like little stuff like the price of toilet paper, and then like oh my god, it's so it. it it's relevant because we're in the middle of an inflation right now. So yeah, I was listening to that on the way to the supermarket. Like, oh yeah, he, you know he he does have a point because here we are. It it's something I don't think will go out of style because every topic you named is such sort, such sort of universal. Um, 
I, I assume that's one of those things you didn't really need too much help with that either. Right. Well, you know, um, looking back, um, I, I was a big fan of the Watch Stacks concert. And, you know, if you go back and look at that footage, you'll hear different ones talking. The same thing they was talking about just about 50 years ago are the same issues that we're facing today. You go back in history, look at uh, Malcolm X, look at Muhammad Ali. The, the, the scenario have not changed. It's just the players are different. But it's the same thing going on now that was going on then. So I've always been a fan of um, when I choose my lyrics, I try to choose uh, direct and to the point so that there's no question or no doubt. And that's the that's the hardest thing for me to do, to try to be conversational. I think, right. in my opinion, a song should be conversational and it should be just as uh, plainly understood as us standing here talking about whatever we're speaking about right now. So, you know, with that breaking news thing, it was talking about all the different things that um, are going on, like you said, that are going on in, in the world today right now. And that was a co-write with my friend uh, Steve Gilbert. But uh, um, uh, building walls are sinful, but not for gated communities. Politicians keep on shifting and lying about what will be. They keep on promising free things, but nothing in this world is free. It's all paid for, for by taxes. So how is it free for me? You know, you breaking go. news in the morning, breaking news at night, breaking news at lunchtime, make me and my baby fight. You know, breaking news in the evening, uh, breakfast and dinner too. Every time I turn around, have mercy. The people are so confused. And, and, and I just try to keep it real, Sam. That's all I try to do. I try to keep it real. Man, and lastly, and speaking about keeping it real, this is like, I love this song, Arkansas. Arkansas oh, yeah. is, is, it's, I know you. Like, what I, what I heard on it, it's a fun song. And I, and how you was talking, I'm like, oh, I've met this man. I know his family. I've been over his house. <laughs> I didn't they, I got it. He didn't been over my house. He didn't have a together. I know that guy. And, 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 and that's, you know, that have been my whole musical career, but that really is my, my message and my aspiration. I've been out here, like I said, 40 years with not a whole lot of, um, monetary success and maybe not a lot of people in the business knowing who I am, but the people who support my music, they're my family folks. You know, I, I have met so many great people just by going to the gig and connecting through music. And music is the only thing that break down a lot of prejudicial walls and uh, different things that we can't come past. But if we enter through music, it's, it's chopping down, man. It, it gets rid of all the impurities and bring you straight forward to the issues. And the real people connect. Yeah. And one of the things, like, when you have all of this um, in one album where you are connecting, you're throwing all those barbs out, I'm very curious, during this time of seven years, were you just writing it down as you went along, or was it just sort of like you you, you didn't? I mean, know. we went through a pandemic. I mean, like, that would be a great time to write some stuff down. Well, you know, it, it the, the um like, the, the, the seven-year gap, I guess everything was compiling in my brain. But, you know, when I uh, had the time off, I tell my girlfriend Peggy all the time that it saved my life. 
because um, most what people don't realize, most people that play and sing the blues, it's a constant, um, it's a constant endeavor. You have to be out there all the time to make it make sense. They say if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. So you know, just to scratch and and stay on board to make it, you have to constantly be out there. So this pandemic is the only time that I've had time over all the the, the last eight or ten years to really sit back and just focus on being creative. So me and my girlfriend sit down and I just told her, I said, you know, we need to take advantage of this time and write some songs and stuff. And we didn't really know what we were writing for, but we just tried to write songs and bring some ideas to life. So during this time, we must have come up with at least about 35 songs. And so when Joe and Josh came to make the record, they thought that they were coming to write all the songs. And when when they got there, we had songs already. They were like, man, this is going to be a lot easier than we thought. So, you know, it was a good thing. Everything, I guess, happened for a reason. And the timing was perfect because we had already started getting ready for something. We didn't know what we were getting for, ready for. But right. when the time came, we did have something to offer. Now, one thing that you just said, and it kind of uh, touched on me a little bit. He said, you got to mm-hmm. be out there and you got to be out there constantly. But one of the things about being out there constantly, people, and I'm I'm saying it like we we saw you. People find find a way to get um pigeonholed by this business where we haven't seen it before. You sound like that guy, that person sound like that person, and and when you're constantly out there because you know you got bills too, right? right. Does that go away or do you just kind of work into just being pigeonholed into this? spot like how does that work like i started off this interview by saying how creative this blues record is but i believe Mm -hmm. if you was out there it probably wouldn't happen right well you know the the thing what um i try to always stay away from is that i have never um been a person that that have been pitiful i feel sorry for myself that uh, you know life is not maybe as convenient and easy for some, you know. This is a this is a hard business. The music business is a hard business, and if you fall on a certain side of ethnicity, mm. sometimes you can find yourself in a little bit tougher position than most. And with that being said, I never want to be known as one that plays the race card. Say, oh, this didn't happen because of my race or because of my color or this and that and the other. But there is an element that still has to be dealt with. There's no doubt about it that right. there is an element of that there. But what we have to do is find ways to overcome and to, you know, as they say, don't hate the player, hate the game. And so, you know, it, 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 it just sometimes takes a lot of time to fall within a favorable position to have the powers that be, to have the power, the people who have the power to turn it on for you. Right. Those are the ones that you have to convince. And I don't know what it is that it takes. But uh, in my case, it is, it's taking a lot of perseverance. <laughs> and you it. just got, you know, you just got to be steadfast and keep on believing that something better can happen. Now, do you consider that more of a artist problem? Like artists not sticking together? Or is it more of an industry problem for those gatekeepers, if you will, not wanting to wake up and learn new stuff. 
Well, it's it's um it it, it, it falls it falls on both. You know, it, it could uh be a little bit more awareness, but you know, it's a lot of things that affect it. When I go out to blues gigs, most of the time it's less than five percent black. And black people, you know, are supposed to be the gatekeepers of the blues where it was all invented from or where it came from. But our people don't support our music. And so with that being said, you know, you are you're starting from behind the, the starting line in the first place. Right. When you don't have uh peer support or, you know, supporting your own community. So I mean, you know, that's that's still you having to appeal before someone maybe who don't have the same understanding. You can you can take any music and you divide it by ethnicity, you're gonna have different interpretations. Not to say that one is any better than the other, but you know, you're gonna have some differences. And if that that's what have always been the uh great thing for me, the difference in how we see, how we interpret and stuff like that is what make us come up with new things. And so I embrace the difference of it. It's just that um we gotta um appeal to the people in the industry to make them a little bit more aware that there are other options out there maybe than what they're seeing right now. Okay. And that makes sense. Um mainly because you would never know if you don't open up your eyes. But speaking of that it is. Yeah. Um, but speaking of that, I gotta I gotta I gotta do this. I know um we're getting we're getting close to it, but I would I would be a fool if I didn't ask this one last question. Uh, we talked about passing um, the torch back. Do you, Larry McRae, blues legend, throughout your entire career, is somebody who probably watching this, probably listening to the audio version of it, picking up a guitar for the first time? Do you have any advice for him? Because you didn't live it. You you you've been here. Well, the, the, the love of the music is what attracts you in the first place. So never lose the love for the music, but know that in the music business is 95% business and 5% music. So, I mean, you know, with that being said, I think that you have to try to be at the height of your game musically at all times, but don't do like I did and make the mistakes and think that the industry itself is on your side. It's not. It's up to you to be smart enough to navigate whatever you have to navigate to put your career in the place that you want to be. So don't take it on alone. Have somebody that professionally knows how to build a career and to build a brand. That's what it's all about today. When I started out, it was no social media. Now it's all about social media. If you don't have a great social media and a social media brand, you don't get the opportunities. So it's a lot of things about the music business that have changed since I started. But focus on the music, but definitely don't go out there in the blind when you start doing your business. Have a good law um, firm or someone behind you to help you decipher and interpret the important things that you need to focus on. Don't Don't skimp on the business. True words. Wise words. I got. I got to do it for you. You talk about social media. I want to make sure I say it again. I'm say it in the, um, before the interview. But 
Facebook, Instagram, official Larry McCray. The album is called Blues Without You. You're on YouTube at official Larry McCray, 6613. Um, all You're currently on tour now, and the tour dates can be found at LarryMcCrayLive.com. Um, did I miss anything? This camera, that camera, this camera. Go ahead. No, 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 no. We we talked about it all. The the one thing I will say that uh, this is a tribute for my brother Steve. My brother Steve have uh, drawn with me for my whole career, and he fell sick here the last uh, during the pandemic. I think was twenty two, and uh, he haven't been able to go on the road with me lately. But I'm looking to put things in a different position to get my brother back out there with me. And it 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 just ain't as sweet without him being here. I wish that we could be experiencing this together, but right now his health is not allowing him to do so. So I want to acknowledge my brother and, you know, my whole team, everybody that has been been there for me, all the people who have supported the music. It's not about Larry McCray. It's about the people who have been there for me. I want to give a tribute to them and thank them all. All right. And along with that, we're sending prayers and healing energy to your brother because he needs to get some of this too. Um, seeing you, hearing you, I, I, I just, I just, it, it's, he need to be there. I mean, like, if you're doing it with a team, all the team need to be there. And speaking of, um, that, speaking of hearing it in the audio portion, is it cool if we play a couple cuts? Um, especially the ones we reference, like Breaking News, Arkansas, and Blues Without You. Um, that would be, but I would thank you so much for that. All right. We'll put it in the audio version and I'll make sure our, um, our social media, you'll get a nice little thumbs up where they can buy the album, wherever you get music from, they need to have that. This was right around the corner. Put it in somebody's stocking. Be a blessing to somebody That's else. Right. So, Good idea, man. <laughs> hey, I try. I try to help my people. Y'all helping me. I get a chance to um, meet y'all cool folk. I, I got to pass the ball back. But, Mr. McCray, it's, this has been an honor. I know I went a little bit over time. I hope you don't mind. But this, this was great. You are welcome back on the podcast anytime you want. God bless you, brother. Thank you so much. And I hope I get a chance to come to your uh, to your town one day and maybe get a chance to shake your hand. All right. Hey, you're not that far away from me. You said um, you said Bay City, right? Yeah. I'm in Detroit. Um, you're playing a token in a few weeks. I, I don't have the dates in front of me right now. 28th. On the 28th. I, yeah. I don't run that past the missus because we're doing a lot of family stuff, but I may have to, I may have to duck my head in there. If it, if it, if it's in the stars, if they line up, I'll be seeing you. All right, hey, don't threaten me with a good time. I'll be there. <laughs> if, if, if you know, like I, I run past the boss, but I, I heard I'll that. Be there. <laughs> you don't don't forget the boss. You got to run past up first. <laughs> All right, but thank right you so on. much. I'll be seeing you. Thank you, brother. Right. Can you hear me?
you you can visit him on ig would it be official larry mccray on facebook and ig youtube is official larry mccray 6613 um the touring schedule and everything that you need is at larry mccraylive.com man this was great please check him out he's coming to a city near you he's on tour you 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 gotta see him all right he sound great he sound even better in person so you gotta check him out um, Larry McCray, man, blues without you. Um, and we're wrapping it up here, but I'd be remiss if I didn't talk to my friends. I don't be nice because we had company over the good folks at the Act Accordingly podcast with Bash and Z. Check those brothers out; they are uh good dudes. Um, I have my reservations with um a few of them, but uh, it's a friend of me thing. Those are my those are my guys though. Those are my guys. Can't wait to see them. It's holiday season. We probably link up. Who knows? But check them out. The good folks at Act Accordingly with Bash and Z. Uh, wherever podcasts can be found. So that's enough of me right now. Again, I want to thank Mr. Larry McCray for just giving us a little bit of his time and his talents to the podcast. This is great. Please check them out. All of his social media stuff will be posted on our website. And everything related to the podcast can be found at samshownation.com, your home for everything related to the Just Talk With Sam podcast. You can talk to me on Facebook and IG at Just Talk With Sam, no G and talking. Gmail us. You can email us stuff. Um, just Talk With Sam, no G and talking at gmail.com. Samshow11 on Twitter. And um, you know what? I'll close it out. I want to close this out um, with the title track. It's a deep, soulful song. Um, dedicated to his boy Paul We talked about it in the uh, interview It's called Blues Without You The title track of the album Blues Without You Thanks again to Mr. Larry McRae for stopping by And um, I will see you guys next week They say that life is not an easy road I've seen it and I know There are cracks and lines and spaces No one should ever go I was born 
to play the blues And I played enough for two But you left this world too early Now I'm singing the blues for you I tried to prove them all wrong To think anything I stuck by you As I sang my song Now the blues is what we live for And the blues is how we die There's a place deep inside our soul That sometimes need to cry I sing the blues 